Michigan Rundown Podcast. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! Presented by Jake Singer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Michigan Rundown Podcast. My name is Jake Singer, and on today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the sweet 16-bound Michigan Wolverine basketball team and their magnificent win against the mighty LSU Tigers. Now, I have to be honest with you guys. Going into this game, I was worried. You know, the entire tournament, the round of 64 and the round of 32, was pointing towards upset central. And after seeing Iowa lose, Illinois lose, Ohio State lose, Rutgers barely lost, the Big Ten was looking like they didn't show up to play in the Big in the tournament. And look, I have a few reasons as to why that might be. For one, you have to remember that the Big Ten teams have all been staying in Indianapolis since the Big Ten tournament. So that means they have all been sitting in the same hotel for the last week and a half. And that takes a toll on a lot of players. You know, these teams like Loyola Chicago, LSU, you know, Oil, Oral Roberts, and so on and so forth, all just came last week and were all practicing in their own facilities the week going into the tournament. But all the Big Ten teams were just stuck and they couldn't go outside. They couldn't go anywhere for that matter. They were sitting in a small hotel room. They had a small weight room in the hotel to work with, you know, very little facilities to work with. And they weren't home and they weren't in their national environment. So I think the Big Ten actually made a mistake in allowing these teams to stay in the hotel because As you can see, Michigan's the only Big Ten team left in this tournament when everyone was expecting the Big Ten to at least have four teams in the Sweet 16. So that was just my my little pointer on what was going on before the tournament and why, for some reason, these big teams are losing to these are 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 losing, uh, you know, to these smaller teams because they just aren't comfortable. And you could tell these teams aren't comfortable. Nevertheless, the Wolverines prevailed. All thanks to Eli Brooks and Shondi Brown in the magnificent performance against LSU. Look, LSU has a fifth-ranked offense in the NCAA. And with Cameron Thomas, you know, going off at the beginning of the game, this man looked as if he wasn't going to miss a shot, and he wasn't missing shots. That's why Michigan did go down nine. They weren't expecting a player like Cam Thomas or any player for that matter on LSU to have such a hot start because Michigan is always a second half team and they like to ease into their office, like to see what they're going up against. You know, as you could see, they changed their defensive ways. They changed, you know, uh, Juwan Howard was putting in guys like Terrence Williams for a lot of the game. He was putting in Shondi Brown for a lot of the game. He was mixing and matching because he wanted to see what was going to work, as we saw with the Texas Southern game, putting Zeb Jackson in. So, you know, Shondi Brown just had one of those nights. And I told you in a few podcasts ago that if Shondi Brown gets hot and starts making his shots, he is unstoppable. The biggest problem is he's just very inconsistent. Going into this game, he had three points in the tournament. So no one was expecting Shondi Brown to have one of these performances. But he has had a few of these games on occasion, and he definitely had many of them at Wake Forest. So it's within him. It's within him. He just needs to have the confidence and just to have the hot hand, and he did against LSU, and that's why we ultimately prevailed. 
you know, as I was saying before, without Livers, it's really hard for this team to make a deep, deep run, right? And it's proved difficult. I think both against LSU, I think it would have been a lot easier of a win if we had Isaiah Livers to play. That said, guys have stepped up. Brand Johns Jr., you know, had double digit was in double digits uh, against LSU. Austin Davis made some key free throws at the end of the game. Shondi Brown, of course, had 21 points. Terrence Williams, you know, for as frustrating as it is sometimes to see him in there for as long as he's in there, you know, Wagner was sitting on the bench while Terrence Williams was getting a lot of minutes. And it was really frustrating because Terrence Williams will go down the floor and will make a really bad mistake. And then he'll go down the other side of the floor and make a shot or have a good defensive possession. So it's as if, like, you know, it's a double-edged sword. He makes a bad play, and then he makes a good play. And it's frustrating as a fan. Now, it's great that he's making plays, but on the other end, you know, I would probably prefer Wagner on the floor. Nevertheless, Jawan Howard saw something in Terrence and said, you know, we're going to need him late in this tournament, so we got to get him some big minutes. And he he performed. Him, Shondi, you know, Austin Davis all performed. I think going forward, um, Dickinson still needs to be more consistent within, you know, near the basket. He's still missing too many of those post hook shots, too many layups, too many boards. You know, he, you can tell that he gets worried about fouls when he starts getting called for these ticky tacky fouls, which are really unfortunate and frustrating to watch as a fan. And I can't imagine what it's like for him, you know, just reaching in and getting a foul called and he, Every foul on him matters because we need him for that entire game. Um, so I think that's really important for Hunter Dickinson is just to make those shots and make his time on the floor worthwhile. Because if he's not making his shots and he's getting fouls, then he, he has no point of being on the floor. His his specialty is to be that you know, that defender and that, that offensive player that everyone fears and that nobody can guard. And I don't believe it's a, a player can guard him that we're going up against, at least in Florida State. So I think... You know he really needs to tighten that up. I know it's not that much of t- not much time, but I think it's all because of confidence, and it all has to do with you know his matchups. And I think he'll be fine if he can just tighten that up around the rim. Other than that, I think you know we had an, a great win, a gritty win. I think that was the closest game, most stressful game of the year, probably other than the Ohio State games that we both of those games we played. But I think this was even more important because the Ohio State games, you know, both of them, Michigan had a cushion. They were they were number two in the country, number three in the country, and they knew they were going to make the tournament. But now every single game matters. And as we see with all these other teams, if the other team wants it more than you do, they will prevail. And I think for Michigan, the first half, they they were slacking a little bit. And you could tell LSU was out there ready to fight and ready to win this game. And Michigan had to have a rude awakening. And Juwan Howard probably set it down at halftime and was like, do you want to win this game? And I think they came out in the second half and just exploded. And you could tell in that second half that they wanted that win more than LSU did. And I think that's more than anything is what helped them prevail and win this game. I think it was really important that Wagner started getting more into it. You know, I, I felt like in the Texas Southern game in the first half against LSU, he started getting lost in the offense. He was becoming more of a pass first player and not was it wasn't being as aggressive. And Wagner's specialty is that he is six foot ten and he's an aggressive player who's not afraid to get into the paint and get a foul called. And I think standing at the three point line wide open and just passing up these opportunities, knowing he can make these shots, 
I would like for him I would like to see him take those shots in the future. You know, I'm not upset if he misses a three, but it's a wide open three because I know he'll make those shots. So he needs to know that he can make those shots and can't be afraid to take it because every time there's an extra pass is another opportunity for a turnover to occur. Whereas every time you shoot the ball and you have a good high percentage shot like Wagner taking a three, I think that is what will help us win games, especially against a team like Florida State. You know, Florida State coming up this week is going to be definitely our toughest competition yet all season. Even more tough, I think, than Illinois, just because of the implications in it and going to the Elite Eight and the NCAA tournament. Emotions are high. They're all quarantining. Like, there's a lot going into it. You know, Florida State didn't look that impressive round one. And I was like, okay, you know, if we have to play Florida State, I think I'd rather play Florida State than Colorado. That said, round two, Florida State came out and really put on a good performance against a team like Colorado that everyone started becoming really high on. Everyone was saying Colorado can make the final four. And, you know, in some ways, I was believing it too. But Florida State shut those rumors down. They played defense. They scored 80-plus points against a really, really solid Colorado defense. And they prevailed. And now they're going to the Sweet 16 against a team like Michigan. And they have the opportunity to knock off a one seed. And any time you play a team that has the opportunity to knock off you at your peak, they will be hungry and they'll be ready for a fight. So I think for Michigan, do not be worried if Florida State gets off to a hot start and Michigan is slowing down. I think the biggest thing is... We have to limit the turnovers in the first half. Mike Smith has to just keep doing what he's doing, but he really needs to be careful with that ball because Mike Smith alone, as I was saying a few podcasts ago, the more he dribbles, you know, and he's looking and he can't find anybody and then he makes a bad pass and he turns it over, that happens way too often still. Mike Smith needs to calm down. He's shot on average 23 shots a game last year at Columbia, you know, Sometimes he needs to be that kind of player, the shooter Mike Smith. Now, on Michigan, we've only really seen the passer Mike Smith, but he is capable of putting up 20-plus points a game. So we have to trust him. Eli Brooks, you know, just has to keep doing what he's doing. He's having an amazing tournament. He's super consistent. He's putting up 20 game, you know, 21 points, 7 assists against LSU. So keep doing that. Shawnee Brown, you know, don't expect another 21-point game from him per se. But, you know, if he gets 10, 12 points and becomes a good defender, good role player, doesn't get into foul trouble, I think that will really help our team as well. Not to mention guys like Austin Davis, Brandon Johns Jr. Every point from them matters as well rebounds, you know, those are, that's what they're really in there for. Brian Johns Jr. needs to attack the glass, needs to get second chance opportunities because that man got to the line. I think he had eight free throws in the first half. You know, he got to the line a lot. And I really like that about them because the other team starts racking up fouls. Brian Johns Jr. starts getting more confidence and he's inserting himself in the game, you know, and then we'll see what happens. You know, guys like Terrence Williams, Zeb Jackson, you know, really those kind of guys, sometimes they'll have six points, sometimes they'll zero, maybe they'll have 12. We don't really know. As long as they don't turn the ball over and they make some good defensive plays, I'm completely satisfied with them on the floor. I just want Juwan Howard to know, you know, we have a lot of depth on this depth on this team, but without livers, we really need our starters to pick up the slack. Guys like Wagner, Smith, Brooks, Dickinson, you know, pick up for for livers. He was the shot initiator. He was the defender. These guys really need to step their game. And if we're gonna beat Florida State this weekend, I think. That's what we need to do in order to win this game. With that, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, be prepared to listen for a recap of the Florida State game. Win or lose, we've had an amazing season. You know, without livers, 
some people didn't even expect us to make it this far. So I'm proud of us. I think we have the potential to win this game and even make it to the final four against Gonzaga because we still have the talent. Without Livers, we still have the talent. All we need to do is limit the turnovers, make our threes, play good defense, and just want the win more than the other team does. And I think if you do those, if you do those things and Juwan Howard preaches the way he preaches to this team, don't be surprised if Michigan makes the final four. Again, thank you guys for listening. This is Jake Singer of the Michigan Rundown Podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.